spiritual trailblazer. This episode is brought to you by the Thrive in Your Purpose 90 Days Intensive. This intensive is for spiritual trailblazers and spiritual entrepreneurs alike who want to level up in their business, own their personal power, and be in the flow with the universal energy. This intensive covers manifestation ability. So we are going to dive into becoming a manifestation wizard, transformation so we can be our ultimate selves, developing and maintaining our confidence, setting up and launching our podcast, developing our success team, and developing our self-care plan. You can learn more by going into tmariejohnson.com forward slash thrive in your purpose to learn more catch the early bird special and get your bonuses again that's tmariejohnson.com thrive in your purpose welcome to spiritual and empowerment living with international speaker spiritual mentor and best-selling author Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Hello, 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 and welcome spiritual trailblazer to the Spiritual and Empowerment Living with Tia podcast. You know, I'm always happy to have you here in this space discussing spirituality, empowerment, everything in between that, (laughs) and of course, entrepreneurship. So before we kick off this interview, you know what we have to do. We have to start with the art of gratitude. As you know, I have a Pinterest board filled with multiple ways we can express gratitude, live out gratitude, and also figure out how we can improve on our gratitude. So make sure you check that out by going to Tia underscore Johnson underscore when you go to Pinterest. So the link would be pinterest.com forward slash Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Pretty easy, right? I would be grateful if you were to rate and review the show on iTunes because as you know, that helps other amazing spiritual trailblazers and entrepreneurs like yourself to find me. And then we can begin that connection of learning and teaching, giving, receiving, all that jazz. Because when I teach, I learn. And when I learn, I teach. So I would be so appreciative if you were to do that. Now, if you want your voice to be known, maybe as something I've said or the guest has said on a show that created an aha moment or something that you just want us to expand upon. Maybe you want uh, a top one, one part of what something said to be a possible topic in the future. You can send me an email to podcast at tiamariejohnson.com or you can go to my Instagram, which is tia underscore Johnson underscore and post your comment below. You can't miss it because the description will state new episode alert and there's usually a microphone in the picture or a headset (laughs) final two things don't forget to check out the freebie page that's tiamariejohnson.com forward slash freebies f-r-e-e-b-i-e-s that's b as in bob i-e-s 
okay? And there's multiple things there for you to download, workbooks, video series, all that jazz. Last, don't forget to check out the blog post on the Spiritual and Empowerment Living blog. I discuss things from traveling to spirituality, empowerment, entrepreneurship, and wellness. So don't miss out. You can binge read (laughs) over there at blog.tamariejohnson.com. All right, let's get to today's episode. Now, this is a topic that I can definitely get on board with, and I cannot wait to introduce you to our amazing guest today. So today's episode, How to Lead Life with Clarity, Confidence, and Conviction with Dr. J. Dr. J is a licensed psychologist and certified positive psychology practitioner who provides mental fitness training, a new way of approaching life for those who feel out of shape emotionally and spiritually. She specializes in working with motivated individuals to reach new freedom, freedom from outside noise and feeling out of control in order to, one, connect authentically with their purpose, two, create amazing relationships, and three, live with confidence, clarity, and you guessed it, conviction. Dr. J received her graduate degrees from Columbia University and University of Connecticut and has received training in neurolinguistic programming, NLP, and hypnosis to create subtle and effortless shifts that produce fulfilling life changes. She has been featured and published on platforms like Thrive Global, Bustle, Goldcast, Fatherly, and Thrive Works. You can visit her at yourinspiredlife.com, and no worries, because I will include that link in the description for this episode. Dr. J, welcome. Hi, Tia. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, I am so excited to have you on here because I love what you do. I, As we were talking a little bit earlier, I was on your website, and I was like, oh, man, <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> Likewise, sister. I was on your website and reading those words. My goodness, your personality really stands out, and your desire and that wish to really help and service the world really touched my heart. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's definitely the, the goal is to connect and to reach out to people before they even meet me because that's what they see, right? So I, I'm, I'm thankful that you were able to pick up on that and tell me about that. Yeah, so I, I think I was really attracted to the fact that you help all of us because we're not just physical bodies, right? We are spiritual forms and physical bodies. Mm-hmm. Well, as a spiritual being, it's really difficult, even in today's society, to find someone who is not shy to talk about our spiritual side. And I loved just reading your message about being a spiritual trailblazer because we are all unique. And I say that we all have singular presences. So there's no one else that's like you in this world, Tia, and there will no, be no one like you in this world ever again. So the fact that you call everyone in this world a spiritual trailblazer if we really know how to tap into that spirit I just that really resonated with me oh yeah thank you yeah I I just believe that it's it's a matter of just harnessing that innate gift that innate power and then once we turn it on (laughs) it's like okay game on yeah yes (laughs) yeah I really I I love that you said that because it's like 
feeling alive, right? We, I think we wake up, kind of roll out of bed and just live our lives without intention, not realizing that there is a sense of urgency that we really need to tap into. So when you say, you know, turning on that superpower and, you know, game on, <laughs> that really lights me up and gets me really excited. <laughs> yeah, you, you're right. Sometimes it's especially when there's so much on our plate, we get up like, okay, the alarm's on, snooze, second alarm. All right. <laughs> you know, it's just, we don't think about, okay. And, and I, I totally get it because again, there's a lot that we had to face each and every day, but yeah, we could just take a moment, even in the morning and a couple of moments in the afternoon and the evening, just check in with ourselves and make sure that we are game on ready. Oh man, the world would be a better place. <laughs> yes, I absolutely agree. A hundred percent. So while I was on your website, <laughs> one of the things, and of course, reading your bio, one of the things that I, I really loved is how you talked about mental fitness training. And I never heard those three words put together <laughs> like that. And I thought, hmm. So what does that, what is it and what does it look like? <laughs> I love talking about this because people don't realize that in order for us to be connected to our superpower and to be in our spiritual form, in absolute life, um, we forget that it's not just, so when we think about mental health, we think about, it's very bifurcated that we think about, you know, we're either broken and we need help in therapy, or we have all of our ish together and we want to go get some help in life coaching. But really, you can't have one without the other. When you really want to be connected to who you are spiritually, and I hopefully we get to talk a little bit more about purpose in a little bit, but when we want to tap into who we really are and to connect to why we're here, we can't just have therapy or coaching. We need both. And it really, for me, when I hear people who I know need to heal first and they say they need a life coach, that just frustrates me so much because seeking life coach without the healing component is like trying to build a house on sand on the beach and it just when the tide comes and goes your beautiful house that you spent so much time to build all of a sudden is gone so what is the point of going through life coaching and going through you know setting goals and meeting them if really you're on shaky ground and you don't have that solid foundation to build that on. And when you really think about it, when you don't have the healing piece, the intentions that you set for your life are so misguided. And I think it's, it's the biggest tragedy to live your life thinking you're doing the right thing. And then being on your deathbed at 95 or 120 years old going, wow, I, I really need a do over. And that's the biggest tragedy that breaks my heart. And I'm on a mission to prevent that as much as I can. I mean, Tia, can you imagine being on your deathbed going, wow, I really need a do-over? Oh, my gosh. No, I, I would be devastated. Truly, truly devastated. I, I much rather be on a path and find out, oh, you know what? I need to make a right instead of a left. So let me make a, a U-turn real quick <laughs> yeah. to be on my deathbed and just wonder. And I, I really, th like just saying that really hurts a little bit because I know how my mind works and it's like a stream of consciousness. Sometimes I know I would just go down a rabbit hole mm. of <laughs> what could have been. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, that breaks my heart so much to think about the possibility of that. And I know that keeps people up, a lot of people up at night. Mm-hmm. And, and that's actually the reason why I do what I do is to provide what's called mental fitness training. It's to give people the healing. We all need healing. It's not just for people who have been through trauma or sexual abuse or physical abuse, but everyone, we all need healing from what we've experienced in the past because our past shows up every day. It shows up in the way that you talk, in the way that you think, in the way that you walk, like right now. And in order for our past to be resourceful and to serve us and not hold us back, we really need that healing component. And only once we've gone through healing can we have empowerment. And I, I know from your, just a little bit about your story and of how you came to create your business, Tia, how you had to go on that healing journey yourself. And from that healing journey came this ultimate clarity for you to build this business. And you knew for a fact that this is what you were meant to do to serve the world oh yeah and and that was going to uh lead me to a question i had for you because up until the point and and for those who are new to the podcast i started my business oh gosh eight years ago uh, as a result of the death of my grandparents so my grandmother by the time she was diagnosed she had stage four cancer and for two years i slowly watched her basically deteriorate i mean it's not like i can go talk to cancer like hey you know i need you not to do like i saw one of the most strongest women in my world just lose the battle with cancer then a year and a half after that my papa passed away i mean it's it's one of those things where one lover passed away the other lover it's one of those things so and this was all while i was uh, working on completing my undergrad degree at LaSalle University. So it was a real trying time. But when that happened, I started to look within to figure out what the heck just happened in my life. Who am I really? And what am I meant to do? Because I was living for the accolade, something external. The more certificates I got, the yeah. better off I thought I would be. So yeah. that's a, a quick background story. And, you know, yeah, that's what really made me think like, oh, gosh, I'm really not living. So let me go on this path. The question that I have for you is you mentioned uh, uh, mental fitness training isn't just for, and, and then healing isn't just for people who were abused and, you know, name that abuse form. Do you think it's a stereotype or a misconception that someone can't just get a mental health checkup like we do with our bodies? Because there are times I had wanted to go talk to a counselor at the science university. They're there on campus, but I couldn't bring myself to do that because I thought, yeah, no, that that's for the 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 young woman who got you know raped on campus or something like mm-hmm. that. That's not for someone who's grieving. I just I'm supposed to just grieve and get over it. Yeah, there's so much stigma out there. As soon as you hear the word mental, right, we associate something negative to that word. But you're absolutely right. Just like your physical body and your physical health, your mental health is something that you have to keep up with all the time. And it's not just, are you broken or are you not? You know, is there something wrong with me or am I not? But it is, it's on a a scale and you do need to work at it. Like you go to the gym every day when you exercise, the way you move every day to keep your body healthy. We need to make sure we incorporate that type of, um, attitude and mindset towards our mental health as well so you're absolutely right it's not a you know 
do I need to be broken or do I need to be fixed in order to go see a mental health counselor? It's not about that. And that's the reason why I created mental health training. Not only because I feel like it's a disservice to the world to think of it as such a bifurcated, I'm either broken and I need therapy or I'm really driven and I need life coaching, but you need both. And you can't have one without the other, just like you can't have coaching without therapy. What is the point of going through therapy and counseling and healing if you're going to be just left in in limbo? So when you think about the number line and the scale, you have all of those negative numbers to your left, you have the number zero, and then you have all the positive numbers to the right. So you have coaching in the positive side and the healing um, on the on the left side. But what is the point of going through healing if you're then not going to take it a step further and go into empowerment? And I think empowerment is a really important word for you too, right, Tia? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I created mental fitness training because everyone needs both. And it's so amazing how when you go back in the number line and you look back at your past and you re create the story that needs to be told to yourself how one little change or one little shift that may that we make in the past can change our trajectory completely in terms of moving forward um again you don't have to have trauma or some kind of abuse or think you know you're really struggling to see someone in terms of healing because anything and everything that has happened to you in the past whether you want to believe it or not it affects the way you show up in the world today. So, you know, I love, and you mentioned that I was trained in hypnosis before, and I I love hypnosis because it taps into that superpower that you talk about, Tia, in terms of we have a conscious mind and our conscious awareness, where at any given point in time can process seven plus or two bits of minus, or plus or minus two bits of information at any given point in time. So consciously, we can only process five to nine bits of information, but we have this thing called the unconscious mind, the spirit, your brain, your body, uh, your infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call it and whatever you resonate with that knows everything, that processes everything that we can't consciously. And when we learn to tap into that power to make shifts that really serve us in, in so many ways, it's such a small shift, but when I see the work that I do with my clients and the domino effect that it has, just, just changing one little thing in the past, it's amazing how different our lives actually look. That is amazing. And I love how you said it's just a, a small, like a subtle shift. I, and I, I love that because, and I, I know I do this, I overthink and I, and I sometimes think that, oh, it's supposed to be a big shift. You know, not the little things. So, yeah, it's, it's like another uh, barrier or another, con- um, I guess, like a misconception there that it has to be something like big and grand. Yeah, that's our society, right? Black mm-hmm. or white, you know, all or nothing mentality. But it really is accumulation of really subtle shifts that make the biggest difference. And it really is, I forget who mentioned, oh, I was reading something recently that your destiny is shaped by the small little things you do on a day-to-day basis. Your Mm -hmm. destiny is shaped by your habits. So when I think of my destiny and I think of my daily habits, it really kicks my ass into gear Mm -hmm. because 
where I end up eventually and how I feel about myself on my own deathbed, I want to make sure I'm, I'm at a place where I'm proud of myself. And that doesn't happen all of a sudden in this grandeur way. It's almost like when I think of the word purpose, people think this purpose is a noun that you'll be walking down the street and all of a sudden a light bulb will go off or, you know, a grand piano falls in your head and you're like, aha, that's my purpose in life. That isn't purpose. Purpose is actually a verb. It's something that I do day in and day out that actually shapes my purpose. And I can create that with my own intention. I love the work that you do because you help your clients and you help the world tap into who they are to figure out what really moves them on a spiritual level to define what their purpose is. And I, I love that we can define our own purpose. It's not something like, you know, we have a set destination or destiny that we need to get to and that we need to follow because we're, we're not puppets on strings. We <laughs> and the biggest power that we have as human beings is these spiritual, as spiritual beings in this physical form is that we have a gift of intention. We can choose what our, our mindset, our outlook, our perspective is on life at any given point in time. And we can choose ultimately through the accumulation of those thoughts and the way that we define our world, which at the end of the day, our realities are just are nothing but perceptions. We really choose through this gift of intention what our lives and our worlds and realities actually look like. Yeah, absolutely. Matter of fact, I was just talking to my brother about this, I just said, if you pick any five people from my, my uh, life, my different sector of friends, you pick my inner circle friends and someone from the outer circle and someone from here, someone, someone from there, you're going to get five different perceptions of Tia. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that I'm trying to hide any one thing. It's just that I, I act differently around different people sometimes the older person so I'm a little bit more reserved and respectful and if it's my close friend then it's a little bit more raw (laughs) okay and so yeah I I love that you said that yeah that's great so to help people further understand when they need mental fitness training because I know there are some people listening like oh okay maybe I'll think about that in six months I feel like I'm good right now can -hmm. you tell us about a time when you were in need of mental fitness training so that that point you're like oh I need to start working on this yeah so I would probably say I I feel it every day there's always something that pops into my head and I have a lot of mind chatter I just my mind is always like going at 100 miles an hour But when I choose to become more aware of what's going through my mind, I know when I'm starting to maybe not take care of my spiritual and emotional side as much as I should. So when I think about the major life areas or times, actually, that I've noticed that I needed some mental fitness training myself, or even my clients, when I help them identify what are the major areas or times that they know that they need to work on themselves instead of going, going, going to do more of the reflection and to do them um, in this world. I think the major ones that come up is if I'm really sick and tired of feeling like I'm living up to someone else's expectations. So when I feel restless I know it's because I, there are things that I, I am choosing not to express that I am dimming my own light. So when I become sick and tired of being quiet or I feel like I'm wearing a mask, then I know I, there's a lot of work I need to do. When um, I have clients that 
have gone through so much and they have overcome so much, but there's still something like missing that nagging feeling of something missing. Then I know that there's a lot of work that needs to be done as well. Or maybe, you know, I think we all have this similar worries in different words or in different languages here, but there's this constant nagging worry for a lot of us that we're not enough and that we're not either doing enough or we're just not being enough. We're just not enough. And when I actually start to notice that I, the way that I walk, the things that I say or don't say, or maybe sometimes when I'm walking down the street and I don't look people in the eyes anymore, it's usually because I have this thought I'm not enough. And whether or not it's has to do with my career or just my personal life where I'm just caught in this worry that I'm not doing enough. I I know it shows up in the way that I interact with people. Um, When I feel like I'm just always like reacting to what life is giving me, I know that I'm, I've lost touch with my power of intention. Um, And when just, I just feel like a screw up, like no matter how hard I work, I have off days, right? I think, I believe that when we're truly attuned to who we are and we're doing the work on a consistent basis, there really is never an off day. You might have an off thought or a feeling, which at the end of the day, our emotions are just a compass that tell us whether or not we're on the right track. But if you know, if you have your your stuff together and you are mentally and spiritually fit, you never have an off day. That's because you're just really out of shape and it's been a while since you've worked on yourself. Um, so when, when I go through some of those things that I just described really briefly, I, I know I need to get back to working on myself. And, you know, hopefully we can all get to the point where we are taking care of, self, of ourselves and valuing ourselves enough to work on prevention and work on being fit in a fun and enjoyable way instead of letting things get to the point where you're feeling frustrated or tired or just not like you have anything to give to the world. Yeah. Wow. I can relate to that on so many levels. I know when, uh, let me see, gosh, I'm thinking, so I just turned 33 last week and now I'm trying to think like, wait a minute, when I was, (laughs) so in my early (laughs) twenties, I I would uh, tell my uh, best friend at the time, said, man, I just feel like something's missing. I have an active social life. I have a nice job where I can grow, you know, climb the ladder, but I feel like something was missing and it ended up being spirituality. So I love, 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 love how you just said that nagging feeling because yeah. it's, it's almost like Dorothy with the red shoes, you know, like it was always within. <laughs> you had your own answer. <laughs> I love that. So I, I feel like we, we were able to establish the clarity. If we have that mental fitness, if we check in with ourselves, we got the clarity. How can you work on the confidence and conviction? Yes. So most of the time, confidence is a byproduct of clarity. When you have clarity on who you are, what your values are to the world, you know, the things that make you tick, something that's really important for self-awareness and clarity is fear, knowing what your biggest fear or fears are, because in your biggest fear in life, 
lays the, the foundation, the work of what's most important to you. And it's such a shame when people, when I ask people, okay, so what is most important to you, right? And they just kind of rattle off things that, you know, you're taught to rattle off when you talk about things that should be important to you in your life, mm-hmm. but haven't really done the reflection to know what makes them tick, to know what scares them to no end more than anything else in this world, because that in that fear, when we learn to face it, is the truth about what is most important to you in your life. So once you have that clarity piece, once you've worked through that self-awareness and those questions to know who you are, what makes you tick, confidence often happens by um, almost, not accidentally, but as a byproduct. But confidence is really about knowing your worth within the context of relationships. So it's so important. And when you think about, you know, the ultimate question, what's the point of life? I've asked so many questions or so many people this particular question. What do you think is the purpose? Like, what's the point of life? Their answers always vary, but have, they all have the same common variable. And it all goes back to your legacy and your relationships. So when you know who you are and you know your value without any doubt in the world with absolute certainty, you start to develop this confidence. And this confidence really shows in the way that you talk about yourself, the way that you talk about your relationships with other people, the way that you take care of yourself, the way that you move, the, you know, it just, it's a vibrancy. So when people come up to me and they're like, oh my God, I just, I needed to talk to you. I needed to approach you because you are just so vibrant. I smile from ear to ear because that's actually one of my core identity words. I have three identity words. It's bold, vibrant, and visionary. And that's actually not something that I have told myself as a mantra for a really long time. It's actually relatively new. And I just smile from ear to ear when I hear that because it it tells me that I have reached this level of confidence in myself and my value to the world that people can actually see life vibrating because that's all we are. We're energy. We're just massive balls of energy. And whether or not you are confident or have the charisma, it really comes down to, do you know your value? Do you know where you stand in this world, in this, in the context of your relationships? And do you know how you're going to be of service to others? So confidence comes from knowing who you are and what your value is. And it just really shows in the way that you take care of yourself and the way that you talk and you just, you, the way that you light up the room when you walk in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I find that confidence is such a sensitive topic and it's funny because growing up, I was taught, you don't talk about sports, you don't talk about politics and you don't talk about religion because people get testy <laughs> and you know it's so sensitive but confidence also is, is a very sensitive topic it, especially when you're talking to people who really aren't confident and they're trying to put on not saying that they're trying to put on a a fun a, 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 facade, a facade it's just they're just they want to be confident and yeah. I think that if we as you were saying earlier, just have these mental fitness check-ins, these training <laughs> that we will see. And and this is the first time I have ever heard someone say to look at the fear mm. first. You know, it's always been, what, what are your strengths? What are your strengths? You know, build from there. And if you're weak at something, you know, we, we can work on that or, you know, don't yeah. worry about it. That's so true because I remember 
uh, <laughs> when my mom was teaching me how to put on eyeliner. And so she's old school. She's like, you know, 80s, you know, where they had like the pencil. And I was all about the liquid eyeliner. So <laughs> she had her pencil one on, on and I'm, she's teaching me how to draw a straight line on my eyes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I was doing it on my own. I was like, I got it. Let me try this. And I was talking to her about my business. I mean, this was maybe like year one or two of my business. And I said something. I remember she said, didn't I go, but what if I get discovered? So here I am, like, you know, being confident the way I think I should be or trying to be. But then deep down, I was like, well, wait a minute. What if, what if it works? (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't know if people ask themselves these these questions, but uh, when, when you work with people, do you ask them like hey did you ever think about that what if (laughs) Mm. so tell me more about the what if yeah so I remember when so I I, I give you example the first time I spoke in front of people uh it was mainly women who were old enough to be my mom Mm -hmm. and and I did this at a bookstore in Harlem with a friend and it, so it was It was a, a healing circle slash book signing. We, we both had, it was my first book and she already had a number of books and we decided to, to get together. And I just remember talking, here I am, this 20 something year old speaking to women. One lady said she was 60. I wanted to see an idea because I don't believe her. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. But, uh, and, and I just thought like, what if we really connect, but what can I possibly teach this woman? Like, I, I just thought, like, why am I the one who's there talking about spirituality? I am learning this, but what if it works? So it was just this, yeah. what if it works? What if we connect? But society has taught me that, no, 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 it's the older people who dispense knowledge and the young people are the ones who are naive dumb or we you know whatever the case may be they're learning I never thought about that exchange you know how it could go the other way yeah so when you ask yourself this question what if do you feel fear more or excitement more because depending on how you're looking at that question it's the same coin but opposite mm-hmm. sides of the coin yeah so initially it was fear because I, I was the one who I wanted to have everything right to the T the first time. I don't want any technical issues, <laughs> nothing. Mm-hmm. So early on, the what if was, oh, my gosh, what if the PowerPoint doesn't work? Okay, so let me rehearse this PowerPoint mm-hmm. to the T. What if uh, the people are engaged? Okay, well, go back to, you know, your training. Tell them to move a little bit. What if they don't want to get up and move? <laughs> so much. But now – because I have done so much mind work over the years. Like, hey, what if this works? Hey, what if I do this? Hey, what if I have lunch with Drake? Like, hey, what if I, you know, the spiritual advisor to Pete Diddy? Hey, all right. So yeah. <laughs> now yeah, it's that. But yeah, before, it sounds like, Tia, you actually looked at fear dead set in the eyes and said, there's more, right? And so you kept going. You said, what if the PowerPoint stops working? And you found ways to make sure you knew it was going to work, whether the PowerPoint turned on or not. So you looked at fear right in the eyes and said, come at me, right? I'm, I'm going to do this. And people don't do that because when you think about fear and what it does to us biologically, we think fear is fight or flight, but we forget the third reaction. The third reaction to fear, which actually happens more often than the fight or flight is freeze. We freeze. 
So when a lot of people say, oh, I'm so stuck, you know, because I wrote this book and I can't get myself to publish it or, you know, I'm so stuck. I want to create this program, but what if people don't, you know, no one signs up. We freeze when we are in the company of fear. But what we don't realize is that if we just keep going right around the corner is what's on the other side of that fear. And that's excitement. That's what you found when you found fear of speaking in front of people who you thought, you know, society told you, I'm doing air quotes, I know you can't see it, but you know, <laughs> are supposed to be wiser than you. Um, you went around that corner and you found what was on the other side of fear. A lot of people, when they feel fear, they freeze and they just stop moving and they never get to the corner just to turn around right around the bend to see what's there. And that is such a shame. So Yes, fear and looking at what the biggest fear is in your life is so important. I know a lot of gurus and people out there talk about, you know, what are your biggest limiting beliefs? And, you know, we have these major fears like fear of rejection or fear fear of failure, but you have to get down even deeper than that. Get into the details of what really moves you or what keeps you so stuck. Not just fear of rejection or fear of failure. Tell me in your life, in your experiences, and in your language what that means for you. Because when you do, girl, you get after it. Like you said, when you tap into that power and your spiritual side of your life, you're, you're so, so connected and so alive and vibrant. Oh, yeah. You definitely become so much more vibrant. I mean... I just recently been saying to myself, and it goes back to an, an earlier point about being on a deathbed. I don't want to leave anything on the table. Like I want to give it my all. So yeah, part of that is being vibrant. And it's funny because I saw um, a meme that says, find someone who makes going to the supermarket an adventure. I'm that person. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I remember my stepdad just saying, Tia, why are we going this way? So uh, there's a lot of uh, military history in my family. My papa started Vietnam War, and he's called me Pooh. He'd say, Pooh, don't go the same way you can. You never know who's watching you. So I take it to heart. And we were just walking casually to Rite Aid. And I said, oh, no, 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 so let's go back this way. He goes, it's the scenic. I'm like, yeah, but it's an adventure. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> some people like it, some people don't. <laughs> oh my but God. yeah, I, I really try to um to make it and I, I get life is not rose gold all the time. I get mm -hmm. that. But I do make an effort to make it as vibrant as possible. Yes. Yes, I'm right there with you. I know I have a lot of people around me that, you know, the naysayers like, oh, you're always so positive. Like, oh, it can get so annoying. You're always so positive. But honestly, it's it's my intention. I can, it's my, it's up to me, my choice to see that glass of water and say that whether it's half empty or half full. And I'd be darned if I let you choose for me which mm -hmm. way I'm going to look at it. So keep being adventurous because we are all... Honestly, I think we are all within our hearts explorers and we're all voyagers of either this outside world or the inside inner world. And that there's a reason why we just, we absolutely are wired to love stories and storytelling and hearing about other people's journeys because we're all explorers. And if you've already tapped into what it means to make every day and every moment an adventure, it's truly a gift. Yeah, I, I think uh, that's one of the main purposes of life is 
to have as many experiences yes. as possible. I, mm-hmm. I really, truly believe that. And I wish I could remember the name of this book, but I took a, a writing course at Penn and one of the students was saying, um, in this book, a, a warrior, uh, he he like dies, goes to heaven, and God asked him, well, what did you learn? He couldn't tell him. So he he just kept reincarnating and he was a fly like he was so many things until he understand the purpose his purpose was he was supposed to teach what he had learned because he was such a great warrior but he didn't pass on that knowledge so until he got it he kept kept reincarnating (laughs) i can't remember the name of that because i was in awe of this story because i just thought it's like an episode of the twilight zone that i told So I just keep telling that story. So hopefully someone can say, Tia, that's the book. (laughs) So email me, listeners, if you you know this book, Tia at TiaMarieJohnson.com. Tell me the name of it and I will buy it. I would love to read it. (laughs) That actually reminds me, um, my biggest resource that I have actually been able to discover, which I'm so grateful for, is this thought or this belief that before we were born into this lifetime, Tia, as souls, we sat down and we wrote down a list of life lessons that we want to learn in this particular lifetime. And Mm -hmm. this list of lessons that we want to learn in this lifetime is what we call the sacred contract. Mm -hmm. And in order for us to fulfill this contract, the sacred contract, we actually communicate and connect with other souls. So I don't know how many people we're supposed to meet, even if it's for a brief second at Starbucks, Mm -hmm. but all of these souls that we actually come into contact with in our lifetime was put there on purpose by us before we were even born to Mm -hmm. learn the particular life lessons that we need to learn before we we pass this lifetime. Otherwise we end up being like that warrior that has to keep reincarnating (laughs) in this world. (laughs) Um, But that has, that belief has, brought me through one of the most or not just one but so many of the most difficult and darkest times of my life when I know that everything that I go through and all of the people that I meet whether they are a blessing to me or whether um, they help me learn huge life lessons I know they're there for a reason and I know that I put them there and that gets has gotten me through so much. So if there's nothing else that anyone takes away from our conversation today, Tia, I hope that it's that, that we are here and have met exactly the right people and have gone through exactly the, exactly the same things that we wanted to before we were born to fulfill the sacred contract. That I just, I love that. I love that philosophy. I don't know who created it or where it came from, but that has gotten me through almost anything yes how's that for conviction (laughs) (laughs) no but really uh i i totally totally get get it because it's you know especially when we do our visualizations we think okay uh you know this is who i want to become or you think well i'm already that person and and then we think okay well again what am I really supposed to do? And when we, and and that's why I encourage people to read as often and as much as possible, because then they can look at, okay, so what is my life contract? (laughs) What did I, you know, sign myself up for? Let me pull back the bell and and let's see, you know, what's, what's going on. I think that's amazing. Yeah. 
So going back to your website, I, I wanted to talk about this because I think this will help a lot of people. And I love that you made a distinction with this. You said that you're not a traditional therapist. And you also mentioned the difference between what you do and what a coach is. How important do you think there really is for people to separate that? Because I, I think that was really important for people to understand. Mm-hmm. I think it's only important to the extent that people understand that coaching isn't going to get you the healing that you need. And I know a lot of well-trained coaches will turn people away and say, right now, what you need is therapy. And when you're ready to start setting goals and meeting them, then you can come see me. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's only important as far as people understand that we all need both healing and coaching. So we need healing and empowerment. We can't have one without the other and have a fulfilling life. So when you think about living a life of purpose, we need the three C's. We need clarity. We need confidence and we need conviction. And it's so funny because the further and the more I thought about this, the more I realized that there's really something here. When you think about purpose, when you have all three, clarity, confidence, and conviction, you have purpose. But let's say, for example, you have just clarity and confidence. When you have just clarity and confidence, what shows up in your life is presence, which is great to have presence in your life, right? But you need the conviction. If you have just confidence and conviction, but really no clarity, you have a passion, but you don't have the purpose or clarity that you need. Mm-hmm. If you have just clarity and conviction and you're missing confidence, you have some direction in your life, but you're going to always lack this purpose. And again, purpose is not a noun, it's a verb. So when you have all three, clarity, confidence, and conviction, you'll see that you have presence that develops, you have passion that develops, you have direction. But when you have all of those things together, you have this life purpose. And you can't really get there unless you have both healing and empowerment. And we really need both. And I think it's such a big disservice to this world that we've bifurcated the two and said, if there's something really wrong with you, then you need a therapist. If you're really driven and you know exactly what you want, you just want someone to hold your hand while you do it, then you need a coach. But you really need all of those three C's that we talked about today to have a life of purpose, to live one that's fulfilling. And, you know, when you ask people, okay, so what is the point of life? And some people like to answer, well, it's, it's to be happy. And for the longest time, I had this John Lennon quote, and I forget exactly how it goes. So I'm sorry if I butchered a little bit, but, you know, he said, you know, when I was younger, a teacher asked me, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I answered her, I want to be happy. And, she, you know, I loved that quote because it showed me that, you know, he was thinking outside the box. It wasn't about the labels or the money or the categories um, or the power. It, it was about being, not doing. And I loved that quote because of that. But when I realized what I realized about that quote is that's misleading as well, because when you chase a life of happiness, you end up on your deathbed with this emptiness feeling mm-hmm. because happiness is a fleeting momentary feeling. Whereas living a life of fulfillment mm-hmm. is something that is completely on a different level. And that's so important to me to distinguish as well. So I think your original question was, you know, how important is it that people understand what the difference is? I think it's, it's only important to the extent that we all understand 
that we need both healing and empowerment. And that's why I created the, the, the term mental fitness training. And I have a process that I take people through to go through both healing and empowerment. Um, because I, I would meet someone and that they'd ask what I do. And I'd say, I'm a psychologist. And as soon as I say the word psychologist, their eyes just totally glaze over and they look for the nearest door. Because <laughs> 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 they think I'm here, like either psychoanalyzing them or, you know, somehow talking to me <laughs> like they're broken. But it really isn't. And I love that one of my clients recently said, you know, I found your website. And I read your website and I loved that I was able to go through your website and understand that you don't have to be someone that's broken to get to your website and need your services, but reading your website actually inspired me to live. And I just, I love that. Mm, yeah. um, so, you know, I, I do what I do because of the transformations that happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotta love it. Got to love it. <clears throat> So what, what's the question or questions you wish more people would ask you? Ooh, that's good. Wow, that's a really good question. I've actually never considered that. What is a question or questions I wish more people would ask me? I think the first thing that comes to mind would be a question related to, so where do you see this field going? I would really love to see mental health be treated as the same way we treat physical health. So when you think about going to the gym to work out and get fit and get healthy, there's no stigma around that. But when we think about going to seek services or support, um, or direction to work on our mental health, there's so much stigma. So I wish more people would start asking the question, so where does this field need to go? Hmm. Very powerful. Very. Yeah, and, and I want the, the people out there listening to know that what you're feeling, you know, mental-wise, like, oh, you need someone to talk to, or you feel overwhelmed, anxiety, you're, you definitely are not the only one. And mm-hmm. I was just having a conversation with someone else over the weekend, and it's just like, you too? Like, it, it's yeah. just, people go through, I mean, like, I, I wasn't experiencing what that person was experiencing, but I know other people who were, who were and are experiencing what that person is experiencing. And I, and I just thought to myself, it's not, it's not an epidemic. Like, it's just people yeah. go through these motions. Yeah. And, and I thought, wow, how cool would it be if people were able to say, look, I, I'm just not feeling it right now. And the cool thing about when people talk to me is, <laughs> and I find it a little bit entertaining because I just thought, wow, you, you don't know me, but you're telling me about, you know, personal stuff. You trust me, you must pick up on a vibe. <laughs> just tend to tell me personal stuff right away. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, and, and I, I just take all that in. I think, wow, little do they know them and like 10 to 15 other people are going through something very similar mm-hmm. or the same. Yeah. So yeah, definitely do not feel like because like I said, you feel overwhelmed. I mean, look, it's okay if you're tired of working, you're tired of being around your children, you just want you time. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, definitely. Yeah. 
I think we forget a lot of times that the feelings that we're feeling now, they're just emotions. They come and go. If you know to ride them out and you know how to listen to them, they actually make you stronger and more resilient at the end of it all. Um, so yes, you're right. There are so many people that go through exactly what you and I go through that, but we're afraid to say a lot of the times. And that's the, that's our society. We all have so many masks that we decide to put on, you know, whenever the situation arises. But if we learned to take off our masks once in a while, it's so liberating how much easier it is to breathe, how much easier it is to just be ourselves and to just really like a kid be in love with life again. Yes. Oh my gosh. To never you lose that childlike curiosity or mm-hmm. sense of adventure. Yes. Yeah. So you have a, uh, a magical combination of counseling and coaching, like we were saying, the mental fitness training that you provide one-on-one for people. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about that offer? Can people call you? Do they come in? How can they connect with you for that, that one-on-one training? Sure. So the one-on-one training is on a limited basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I do take clients. I really pride myself in being able to, on the, the first phone call, the screening call is just 15, 20 minutes for me to get to know where you are, your situation, what it is that you're looking for. And the three C's that we talked about today, they're actually my specialties. I specialize in providing people with the opportunity and the help to get clarity about themselves and their lives, their confidence and life conviction. So if what they're going through after that 20 minute phone phone call or conference, um, it fits into one of those categories, then you know, and, and the personalities are a fit, then I definitely work with people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And in order to find more about me or that information, you can go onto my website. It's www.yourlifeinspired.com. And it's spelled the letters U-R and then lifeinspired.com. Um, that's the one-on-one. I actually have a mastermind coming out for people to live more in alignment so that they feel connected and alive in their lives and really authentic to who they are. So that mastermind is coming up in the beginning of of October. It's going to run for 12 weeks. I'm really excited about that. There's also another course coming out called Upshift, and it's essentially a 40-day reset button for people to focus on mastering three areas of their life, psychology, their vitality or their physiology, and to master their legacy and relationships. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that's no that that's really cool. So any final words? Thank you for having me today. It oh, I love having conversations with like-minded people. I love any opportunity that I have to help people shift some paradigms that we have in this world about what it means to be mentally fit and living a fulfilling life. I really hope that there was something in our conversation today that sparked people's spirits um, that lit them up today. Anything, it can be small, it can be big, but I really do hope that there was something in our conversation that helps people to really understand that there is a power within each and every one of us that we really need to um, harness and understand the urgency because you and I are here now, but five minutes from now, I can walk out the door and get hit by a rhino. I have no idea how long I'm going to be here for, but I need to harness that to understand there's an urgency to life. Um, so if there's 
hopefully there there was more than one thing in our conversation today that helps people to understand wow i need to live life with more intention that is my my biggest uh prayer today awesome yes i and i know people have if they, if they didn't write down the notes physically they made mental notes so Thank you so much for being on this show. It was Thank truly you. a charm, or as one of my grandmother friends used to say, a plump, pleasing pleasure. Plump, <laughs> <laughs> pleasing pleasure. Excellent. Thank you, Tia. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. So many blessings to you. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings.